Welcome to the German Career Startup Podcast. If you are a Chinese talent from a German university who wants to acquire real practical knowledge to find the matching job in Germany, you are more than right here. Here you can learn from the stories of Chinese who have already made it in Germany and experts in the HR field. I am Neil and I support Chinese talents to get their dream job in Germany. Hello Sissy, um, thank you for being here today. How are you? Hi, <laughs> Hi Neil, I'm uh, feeling really great and um, thank you for giving me the opportunity um, to join your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, I was so the people know out there how we actually got together. Ming Huang brought us together, the first person who I, I actually interviewed. And then she said, Neil, you have to interview this woman. And then after some weeks, uh, I actually she wrote you and then we had our first call and I looked at your LinkedIn. I was like, okay, this woman, oh my God, entrepreneur, multicultural, Chinese, Germany, English, also studied in the UK for some time, did a business uh, bachelor, master marketing as well. What did she not do? Then you're also at the moment, you're the head of marketing and customer, um, I think customer experience, if I'm right, um, for um, Southeast Germany, which is also, of course, big for three months. This is why you were so busy and couldn't take the time for me. <laughs> and before <laughs> you, we were, <laughs> you were an innovation manager and head of China Tech Project, of course, where you brought the technologies from China and from probably also other places to Germany and try to innovate, let's say, the German market. And you did this for three years. And you have done multiple other things, but I think we will go through all these small things afterwards. But one of the things actually when, when we did our, when we had our, let's say, preparation call, get to know call, um, one thing which like came into my mind, and I also always also like to ask like, some personal questions, why you came here. And um, yeah, it was a little bit like a story out of a book. You said, Neil, I came here because my dad was uh, doing Chinese food uh, here in Germany. This sounds really funny, actually. And now you're this uh, manager doing many things. You have so many, a huge team, etc. And then we also talked um, about your mom. And then I said, yeah, what, what does your mom think about it? And then you were like, Neil, I have to tell you this amazing story, uh, which happened to me really uh, shortly. And you t told me about it, but I would also, and this is actually a really funny story, in my opinion, and this is actually what we want to talk about today. Um, so I would like you to maybe tell the story again, if that's fine for you, and go deep into the topic, which no one knows yet. Um, yeah, thank you, Neil. Um, I think it's a really interesting um, story. It's a story about encouraging yourself, finding yourself, and uh, choosing the right path. Uh, path and also I would say um, dealing with the expectations of your own roots and uh, yeah I'm still I mean um, on the way and um, it's not finished but uh, I would like to start uh, how it began. Um, I moved to Germany when I was six years old. Uh, I was born in Shanghai and um, the first uh, time when I went uh, or moved here it was really a cultural shock because I didn't speak any word of German um, at school and um, they just pushed me into uh, the yeah lessons and I was like okay I was standing there I was just like 
getting no idea what they are doing on one side and I started really like to learn by myself and also my mom supported me at that time really with like six hours of uh, German languages um, and it was really tutoring difficult. like tutoring yeah, me? tutoring. Uh, okay. she was tutoring me at that time um, at in a kind of like additional homeschooling I would say okay. um, and she her, spoke like, she uh, spoke German already uh, yeah but not very good so it was like <laughs> I mean, it was better German than at, at that time than um, I could speak, you know. So it was like enough for like the first beginning. And uh, my first and second year um, at school was really, really difficult to get into the culture. Um, but um, yeah, in the end of the day, I managed. And um, now I would say I speak um, German like a native speaker, uh, much more better than my parents. And also I can read, I can write. And so my, for my parents, it's really, really different. And um, my parents, they just moved to Germany to work at that time. It was like 30 years ago. Um, so you can imagine China 30 years ago was completely different from nowadays. And for them, it was like an opportunity and a chance. Um, so what did they took from China when they moved here was like, also the cultural expectation and their roots and it's like a time box i would say yeah because the time was standing still china was moving forward into the modern world we now um know and in a kind of and they just stand still and you can imagine if um you have like diff two different cultures and you're growing up in um yeah two different uh, lands like china and germany um you know, there's a lot of clashes, yeah. So, so I would say in the beginning, um, really, my parents had this expectation of a really traditional uh, for me, for my future, in a kind of because they both were workers, um, in a kind. Uh, my dad was a chef. Um, uh, my mom worked as a waiter. She worked also as a cleaner. It was really a hard um, work to do. So for my future, they were like uh, hoping that uh, I will uh, work with um, my brain instead with the hands in a kind of, and this is what they would say um, in the past. So they put a lot of like into, um, in, I would say, um, yeah, education to me. They sent me to a private school and everything. So everything sounds so good, but um, it was so difficult because when you're coming from a different world and you're going to have private school, you know, where like most uh, of your classmates um, mm. they have like parents were well, not these classical workers. Yeah. Um, it was really, really a different uh, situation also to deal with me because you don't want to be an outsider. You want to be integrated and you cannot cope with where you're coming from. So yeah. how to do it in the end of the day? It's really about, okay, I need to find my way. So it started really early to, um, I questioned myself, so so what's your way? So are you a Chinese? Because people will keep on um, asking me, are you Chinese? Or when, when did this start? I think really since um, when I'm little, I'm, I think I started like around Six? 12. <laughs> 12, <laughs> no, okay. 12, but, and 13. when did you, did you, you, because you switched schools, right? Yeah. When did, when was the switch? The switch was um, after the fourth class of German. Okay. So, so I think it's like um, um, 10, I was 10 at that time, nine yeah. or 10. So I'm not that really clear. Um. So at that time, um, um, yeah, um, I think um, it become um, 
one of my uh, main questions, who are you and uh, what is this, the place you belong to in a kind of, so, so I try like to question myself um, and um, try like to find my path because um, I didn't want to accept in a kind of the path my parents and I kind of, they gave, gave me the roots of like good education, um, but also put onto this good education um, some expectation because the expectation was in a kind of, you know, you should have a good job. You don't uh, need to work with your hands. You should work with your brain in a kind of, you should uh, take later because you have a good job, uh, some responsibility for the elderly in a kind of, so for them because I'm a single child. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, as Chinese, uh, buy some property, buy a house, buy a flat or whatever to secure yourself, uh, getting married. Um, having some kids and um, then live happily ever after. <laughs> this, is, this is how it should all be. Exactly. Yeah. And this is wh yeah. where we also ended up talking and be like, hey, I think we should choose this as the topic. Yeah. Um, and, and then what happened after you got everything into how did you handle I got it? A, um, I got a good job. I got uh, some property in a kind of, but uh, I skipped in a kind of the getting married and having kids um, on <laughs> the list uh, currently because, um, you know, I'm 33 now this year. And um, it was really dif uh, difficult for me when I become um, between like, I started like in my mid twenties when my, parents were like asking me the questions like hmm, maybe it's getting time to getting married and what do you think and what however uh, I was like why <laughs> why should I do this yeah because it's so tradition and um, you know you don't want to be a leftover in China I was like ah that's very interesting so you are afraid that I'm gonna be a leftover and people are gonna talking about me because of other people so did you ever ask about my feelings and again kind of and it was really a long way and long path um to find like my my own freedom and also make the um I I would say um, be an, on the same level with my parents because mm. now um, I think everything is solved. I'm very happy that they are supporting my decisions and also supporting what I'm doing without like questioning because the traditional um, is asking for it. Um, and I think it makes our family even closer than before. Mm. Yeah. It's wonderful so, to hear. And when, when yeah. was, so uh, the, the question everyone asked themselves is, uh, when was the first time you clashed with them? And how was the outcome there? You this was probably very difficult. Yeah, I think I would really say um, it clashed really early um, with, you know, when you um, were young, you know, you, you, you are like, uh, when you're like 14 or 15, you know, you want like to try out things and you have Asian or Chinese parents. They're like, try to get control of everything. It's like, okay, where did you go? What did you buy with your pocket money and everything? So they, my parents were like, you know, these stereotypes of tiger parents, I would say. Um, and because I know that um, they were afraid of, you know, um, I might taking or choose a wrong path and I kind of in their eyes. So they were like, keep on tracking me on this and um i feel really like um yeah um it doesn't feel good for me you know to be tracked because i'm like a person i really like my freedom and my independency 
And so the first clash was really when my mom asked me, yeah, what did you bought uh, with your pocket money and I, I I didn't I just forgot what I was buying but it was something she did, did, um, doesn't like um, and uh, she was like arguing with me and um, this was really like the first clash and I was like thinking the, okay you know what I want to be independent in a way but you're giving me the pocket money so in a kind of I'm relying on you so I think it was at that time I was 15 or something. Yeah. So I was like thinking about like, mm, okay, uh, I need to think about to gain more freedom. So this was like the first step um, because of the clash. Um, so how did it start? I um, was like looking for like, um, 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 yeah, easy job to do. I started to, to work as a like a waiter in a coffee, coffee um, to earn my first money. And um, then it was really interesting because um, I got the taste of independence at first, um, at the first time when I received my salary. And I was like, ah, okay, so you can buy any shit you want and I kind of do anything what you want. And my mom was also questioning myself. I was like, yeah, I just did this and I just bought that. And she was not happy with it. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? I own my money on my own. So it's my thing, what I'm doing with it, even when I'm wasting it. Yeah. So it was really a first clash. And um, for me, um, I, I understood in a kind of what does um, independence mean um, for me uh, at this young age? Um, so after the German ID, I decided in the, the first row was like, okay, what should you do? Should you study or should you like follow your heart? Because um, I had like in a kind of the choice of uh, studying art or study management in a kind of, yeah. So what are you doing? And I had a talk with my parents at that time, you know, I wasn't that free as I am now, um, but I'm not unhappy that I did. And I kind of also the choice who was right for me um, because I wanted to start um, study art because I really love it in a kind of and my parents were like mm, maybe kid you should choose a job you know where you can earn money and <laughs> <laughs> buy bread from, from it and buy food and I was like mm, okay um, and at that time management was also something you know uh, which um, yeah, was a part of my character because I like uh, really liked to organize stuff and everything I was like at my young age really good in to organizing stuff and um, because my parents also give me some I would say opportunity and also um, expectation because I was um, helping them at um, their restaurant at their business in a kind of so um, I learned in an early stage um, about responsibility and I was like oh, okay so management suits uh, it's also fine so maybe um, you, you are wider in um, the choice afterwards um, so yeah, this is how I started like my student career and then I, I found it out it was like Ah, okay, it's so difficult to live by 500 euros each month. <laughs> <laughs> the real student struggles. But you were still living with your parents because you studied in Berlin. So were you living yeah. with your parents? Um, at the beginning, um, the first year, yes, I was um, I was uh, living with my parents. And it was so funny because I also like tried like to cut my roots and also to move out because, you know, as in the Chinese stereotype, you uh, live as long as... Um, 
you're not married with your parents and then you move out when you're getting married, right? So, so for me, it was like, uh, okay, you need to think about uh, maybe you're getting married or you just, um, yeah, um, you, you just move out. So, so for me, it's like, okay, I don't want to, to get married. Uh, so uh, for me, it's like, okay, I need to move out. And I started like every time the conversation, oh, maybe I'm looking for a flat, you know, to move out. And my parents were so funny, just changing the topics all the time. When I start like to talk about moving out, it was just like cut. And they were talking about <laughs> random other stuff. Um, so um, this was really, really funny um, for me. And, but it also gave me the understanding of... Uh, what I wanted because you know it's like I'm striving I try to get to my goal and you always get in a kind of block as long as it, it gets blocks um, and when you reflect on it you really understand this is what I want to have yeah mm -hmm. fighting it and you keep on fighting for, for it so much and this is how I started like my studies um, um, the first year and it didn't uh, went well uh, because I started at a free university and, um, you know, some of the lessons uh, were like with 800 people, you know, really difficult to understand. And it was like a complete environment where I cannot function very well or um, yeah. Um, so I changed um, my business school in a kind of, and for, and it was really a, a difficult time because um, my parents were, they stopped talking to me for over four months because they were not supporting. And they said, oh, you know, you don't want to be a loser in a kind of and changing school because it's so difficult for you and everything. Mm. And we are used to it that you take over the responsibility and you do your school stuff because we're putting so much investment they, they put a lot of pressure at that time it's mm. a really difficult time how did you handle like how did because you were always selling yeah neil then i had the energy to go fight them but like where yeah. did like being honest if i would have people or family being like neil you should not do that always try to i don't know go over the topic take another topic i would be sad i don't know i would not be happy going home because everyone is not actually supporting you where or where was there where how did you have that energy where were the your, the friends your supporters did you have someone there who was supporting you because i don't know by 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 yourself to do it it's very difficult um Yeah, it, this is so funny because, you know, before we, we talk about uh, everyone is talking um, or um, um, telling you the success story. Yeah, so this is what you see in the, um, in the first, uh, on the first review and I kind of, um, I would say I cried a lot. <laughs> it was such a um, really, really difficult time. I was very vulnerable at that time. Um, I, in a kind of really lost um, the faith in myself. But it was also so, so interesting because if you um, trust your own feelings and you feel vulnerable and if you are down to the ground, you know, um, and then I, for me, it, it was really um, difficult because um, I didn't have anyone who supported me. So, so I was like really on my own. It was like, okay, a lot of pressure and I cried and cried. And then, you know, when you cry a lot, The good thing is you let your feelings, all the bad feelings go. And there's like one day there are no tears left <laughs> because you cried so much and life is still going on in that kind of. 
And um, this was the point in a, um, for me um, at the moment um, there, I was like, okay, maybe you struggle in that moment, um, but, uh, but um, your parents are not right because you will fight for um, what you stand for and you will try like to go through it. And this, is, this um, was something I, I understood after I cried a lot and let all the bad feelings go. So, uh, and find out like, this is really important to me um, um, to be free to, to of course, to manage on one side the expectations, but I know that um, what my mom was telling to me, you're a loser. Um, I was like, yeah, maybe at the moment I'm a loser because I have no idea what to do. But I know if I choose the right path, it will be the right thing for me. Mm. But so, so this was really a turning point. You like, were very reflected, in my yeah, opinion, at that, time, at that time already, being like, okay, like I need to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I don't know how easy would that would have been, but I can also imagine for others who don't have this, let's say, reflectiveness. I don't even know if that's a word, but let's say probably this. This is. Did you think this being reflected comes from because you you came to Germany very early, or where? Why do you think you are so reflected? Um, because you didn't probably have this from your parents because they were thinking in another way. Yeah, I, I would say I think it's a um, education of from both sides. You know, because I was like um, at home, I was educated very Chinese. At school, um, I would say I was <laughs> educated in the Western way, like to always to ask the question why, you know, at school you learn about like to argue with pro and cons and that kind of. Um, and I think the whole combination helped me really like uh, to understanding the culture, uh, to, to understand where are these things, the pressure coming from, because to understand where are my roots from, And also um, getting the tools from school, from the education there, um, I think it was like a really big combination of both things. And also, uh, I think maybe I was just also lucky um, at that moment that I was strong enough for myself to, to understand what happened around me. And it um, wasn't just like only my fault, right? Mm. Um, to understand... Um, And to reflect about it. And I think everyone, and that's an important point, when you're on the ground, the, the most important thing is like to listen to your heart, to listen what your heart really wants. Why it, are you sad? Are you sad because people are blaming you for uh, to be someone you don't want to be? And that kind of really, I think most of the people, they, they just lost the ability to listen to your heart. Because there are so many, you know, mm. patterns and, and expectation over it from other people, from your environment, whatever. And in the end of the day, you know, when you, you're, you're down to earth, you know, no one is listening to you. You, you, you're just on the ground. Um, and it makes it easier also to think about um, mm. what your heart is telling you. What, what, yeah, then I will ask you a very nice question. Let's say my heart is not open. Um, how can I get to my heart if it's blocked? Because this is probably something which does happen to not only Chinese, mm. Germans, to all nationalities. What what do it? Well, what is your tip there? Um, I think you know because when a heart is blocked, it's mostly you know you want to protect yourself. This is like something you need to understand. So it's like um, it's like to be 
I would say nice to yourself and not like, okay, why you're um, asking or question yourself and say, why I'm not so open. Um, the question is like, why I'm blocking. So what are my, ang um, uh, my, my fears? Yeah. Fears. Yeah. Um, so, so why is that to start with this question first? It's like, you know, when you talk to a good friend and it's not even you're talking to a fr good friend, your good friend, it's like talking to you yourself um, as a good uh, friend to be compassionate about it. And um, because, you know, if you give compassion to other people, I mean, it's like, um, listen to yourself uh, and uh, to be compassion. And uh, because if you're compassion, um, you have compassion for your friends, why not uh, having compassion for yourself and treat yourself as a good friend and not blaming yourself for not what you aren't. Um, but for what you are in that kind of, mm. and this is like the first, uh, the first step to open up your heart and um, understanding your fears, because when you are understanding your fears, that's the first, first step for moving forward. Yeah. Thank you for the tip. And you were, you were before you were also talking about that you start, started university, then you switched university. And then you went to a, a University of Applied Sciences. I also went to one, so I can actually talk. I, I know how it feels. I also like smaller groups um, and I also studied business. So how, how did that continue then? Yeah, um, because, you know, for, for my parents, it was like, oh my God, she, she went to another school and, you know, it's like a downgrade in their eyes. And I was like, yeah, why I'm doing um, my studies? I want to understand. So, so for me, um, the new school was a different um, environment. It was a, a better learning environment for me. I didn't know it um, in the beginning when I choose. I just know, okay, that the old one isn't for me. Uh, I don't feel good, so I need to change. I got no idea why, but I need to change. And um, yeah, I found out it was the right learning environment. And then I still had the, the feeling all the time that I wasn't good enough. Um, you know, this, uh, this big voice in my head, you're not good enough because you lose and you, you change schools, the first school, whatever. And for me, um, I was like, okay, now you're in the right environment, you're feeling well. What can you do to compensate it? Uh, because you want to do the proof that you are good enough. And it was so funny. Um, then I found out that we had a double degree program at our school and um, one and I applied for it and it was like at a proper university in UK. I studied in Bristol. I was like, I, like okay, now I'm doing the proof. Like if it's the title uh, where my parents like were like blaming me for not going to a proper university. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna do this double degree <laughs> thing. And it was really, really stressful because I need to do more uh, topics um, at the same time. Um, and uh, yeah, um, but I managed in the um, end of the day because I turned the, the energy of not good, uh, being good enough into something really powerful, um, mm. uh, into something, you know, what makes me focus on my goal in that kind of, you know, to turn the negative feelings into something, um, I would say like starting energy, right? Mm. 
So, so I went through that and um, in the end of my bachelor degree, um, I, um, I had like two bachelor degree and I went to my parents and even to my mom, I said, you know, you were like blaming me that I'm not good enough. You, now you got two titles. <laughs> so actually, do you think that the motivation going to the UK was only because of this, this expectation thing or would you have done it either way? I think in the beginning, in the beginning, it was it. Uh, so it was really, you know, because of the expectation, I want yeah. to prove that they are not right. Yeah. Um, and when you, uh, it's like, you know, when, when Steve Jobs said in his, uh, you know, Stanford speech, you know, it's like really connecting the dots. Uh, when you go once and you, uh, you got no idea why you're doing it and you look back into your past, And it, in the end of the day, it makes completely uh, clear why you went through it and everything is connected. Yeah. So at the beginning, I wasn't, it was the expectation and I just don't want to feel like a loser. So this was the first point, but it helped me um, as much I followed in a kind of my path also, um, it becomes more clear because during the time I was in the UK, um, I moved out because it was my chance and I kind of to move out, move out from home. Mm -hmm. I took the opportunity and when I came back, I never moved in at my parents' place. <laughs> so I moved into my own place um, and um, also um, with um, yeah, speaking English, learning speaking English, um, uh, learning to be your own and prove your own um, in a completely different environment gave me a lot of confidence so I, when I came back I, I had like okay you struggled so you had in a kind of confidence and uh, also belief in everything what you do you will struggle and uh, you will cry and you will whatever uh, but in the end of the day everything will be all right so this is like really the story I would say you know to everyone um, even when you struggle believe in yourself and believe everything will turn right and it is just like the struggle you have it's like just the salt and the soup and you need to go through it also to learn and to grow yeah um, so it's part of it part of yeah, the way right yeah. yeah yeah amazing and then you and then from there on then you said why not do an extra master right Or... Yes, um, <laughs> because it was just like, you know, with my job, um, when I told you that uh, we, we just talk about my, um, I would say, educational career, yeah. that part. so also at that time, you know, when I moved um, to England, I was like, eh, maybe I need a little bit more money, UK is quite expensive, and I was like struggling with five, 500 euros each month at that time. Um, so I was like looking for business opportunities because of, yeah, I need to study I, because I need to finish uh, my, um, yeah, because I was telling you about my professional uh, education career. So in between, it was like also my private life, right? So I, um, I told you that I was struggling uh, with like living with 500 euros and I couldn't ask my parents because I was also too proud for asking them for money uh, because of their expectations so um, in the beginning I was like really thinking about how to earn money and how to go through to the study time and because I had so many things to do of so many courses um, um, uh, because of this uh, double bachelor degree 
um, um, I was looking for something more efficient. And this is like how I started uh, my first business. And as a first business, it was like I do a, a lot of import and export um, stuff from <laughs> Germany to China. Um, and because I was like traveling also between my IB and the study time to China. And I found out that uh, it was like, over 10 years ago now um, China at that time and also still have like cities where like they just and so yeah I went to China when um, between my IB and my first studies and I found out um, 10 years ago now um, that uh, China organized like um, the production places like every city was like uh, have a focus on one production or one good or one, one type of good Goods. And I found out um, there was a, a city next to Shanghai, which is uh, called Zuji, um, uh, Zuji in uh, Chinese. Um, so, um, which was like two and a half um, yeah, driving hours um, from Shanghai away, uh, who was uh, doing the fresh water per production for the world, like 80%. So, so my first business was really easy. It was like, okay, um, um, understanding cutting out the middleman and a kind of going to the production uh, places buy the pearls and import them uh, buy them to a from a really low price and import them at taxes and uh, also to do like distribution on your own um this is like how i started i didn't but understand then, what i, I didn't understand I what what did you export import did you, did you... Uh, fresh water pearls. pearls okay yeah pearls? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Fresh water. Yeah. Water, so, um, so because China is the biggest producer of fresh water pearls in the world, uh, I think um, 80% of the fresh water pearl production is coming from China and coming from this place. Wow. <laughs> so um, it's really amazing when you go there and uh, to see this big hordes of, you know, production places where the um, mussels are raised in um, fresh water. So really, really interesting. Um, yeah, so this is like how I did my first uh, business. And then when I was big, um, I became busier with my studies, I found out, okay, distribution is a difficult thing because you know, when you're doing distribution, you're doing distribution on your own, <laughs> your, your time is limited. <laughs> um, so I was like thinking, okay, so I need something maybe with distribution where I can do it like on my own, but with an even much bigger margin, because um, even when the pearls margin were quite big, I, I had like 400% of margin, which is like amazing. Um, but the amount of money of a return is not big enough. So for me, I was like really learning like step by step what I learned at school or um, at the university um, in reality. And, and then I started like to export German antiques like Bauhaus, Art Deco, furnitures, um, because um, you know they were like more worth than pearls and that kind of um, to China. And um, because of my businesses, uh, businesses in China, I had um, a wide network I, um, of people um, who can could yeah introduce me to like um, some antique sellers in um, China, and this is like the second business I did like in between. Um, of my bachelor studies, and this is like how I did um, or made um, the first amount of 
yeah, living, I would say, um, a good living for a student. Um, and yeah, um, afterwards, um, I it was really funny because I need to do for my uh, final thesis um, an internship. Um, so in Germany, you need to do like a half year internship uh, to um, uh, graduate. And uh, so for me, it, it was like between Germany and uh, China, I was like, okay, it should be like a company maybe in China, but also like a, with maybe German roots because it matched so well. And um, yeah, so my first internship was at Lufthansa um, at that time in Shanghai. And it was really, really interesting because my boss, he was uh, German um, and I was like speaking the main, uh, language, uh, Shanghainese. I was speaking um, also the Mandarin and German and um, um, had a lot of yeah, uh, learnings uh, from my own businesses. Um, so, so I applied for an internship, it worked out and I lived there for nine months in a kind of working, mostly not as an intern, mostly with jobs like as a marketing executive because I um, had so many experiences at that time. And um, it helped me also like to um, structure my daily life and how it is to work in an office. And um, so for me, it was like, ah, okay, that's so interesting. And um, during one of the flights um, um, between Berlin and uh, Shanghai, I met my other job in a kind of, and this is like, um, yeah, how I turned into the biotech industry. So, so uh, yeah, really, really um, interesting. And this is what I say, you know, sometimes you need also to be lucky in a kind of, I think I was like at mm. the right time, um, at the right place in a kind of, and uh, saw the opportunity also like to move forward. At that time, I got no idea. I was just like getting some jobs, you know, earning money and try like to, to organize my life uh, <laughs> with the expectation of my parents. <laughs> and um, yeah, this is um, in the end of the day, how it works out. And um, for me, I stayed like um, for six years in the biotech industry, but I was uh, self-employed uh, because I didn't want to go into a big company. Um, I had at that time so many experiences of working on my own and also to see how a big company structure was. And I was like, oh, nee, maybe not. And um, also I want to keep your, my uh, freedom. Yeah, it became mm. really, really um, essential to me. And, and this is um, because of the biotech company um, I worked for as a freelancer and a kind of, they were in Göttingen. Mm. And that's how I end up in a kind of to do my masters in Göttingen mm. uh, because I want to be a little bit closer to the headquarter in a kind, do like the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can say, what was it? Yeah, it was not yeah. so planned. <laughs> yeah, was it planned? No. You just went <laughs> with the flow. And, and I, I asked myself, we, because we were talking about expectations um, of parents yeah. and also from family, um, what did they think? Because you studied your... I cannot imagine that they were like, oh my God. Uh, at first, they probably made fun of you and been like, oh, this woman is doing crazy things. But then you were bringing money home and probably then they respected you. I can. Im was this the case? Was this similar? <laughs> yeah, no, 
not that. Um, I think it was like uh, to my double degree of bachelor, it was fine because, you know, my parents are, okay, you know, you're matching our expectations and now you're doing a good job. So for them, the next goal was like, no, you should getting married. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh no, I like earning money. It's nice. <laughs> and then like the lifestyle um, you're, you're taking with it. Mm, um, maybe I go for a master and I, I can't imagine I, I don't know if it was my dad or my mom who was saying oh you know if you become too clever you it's so difficult for you to get married or because you're like too that. smart for all the handsome men out yeah, there I said, oh my god are you really really saying this to me i said so <laughs> that no one would like me because i'm too smart i said hmm, okay maybe then this guy might be like too dumb <laughs> um <laughs> So, so this was like really the first, uh, and I, I, I didn't understand that. And um, this is also how um, I started, like, um, because through all the years, we, I always used to have like uh, fights with my parents or re-education. And I was like, why are you telling me this, you know, instead of being proud? And this is also where, where compassion comes in, um, because, you know, my mom or my parents weren't saying to me to hurt me because they were just afraid. They were afraid because in their generation, it was like in a kind of the path for women or for most of women. You, I mean, you, you. Um, so um, if you're too educated and uh, the traditional Chinese man in a kind of were also like, ah, oh, if you're too clever, you know, um, it's difficult because uh, you also as a woman, you have so much uh, higher expectations. And, and you're independent um, and strong. This is yeah, scary, of course, Sissy. Very scary. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, and I was like asking my parents, so 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 what what are you afraid of? And they say, Yeah, you know, we're afraid because one day we are not on earth and we cannot take care about you. Hmm. And um, if you don't find someone, you will be alone. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because when you ask a why behind it, you know, I got the understanding of, you know, it's not that um, they want to be mad of me or yeah. they don't want to be proud of me. They're just worried in their own world. Yeah, maybe the worry is a little bit... <laughs> um, Exaggerated. Yeah. yeah, and also like all uh, extreme Um but they're worried. And I was like, okay, so I understand. And then um, this is like how in the end of the day, uh, we started to communicate, uh, really to communicate because I understand their fear. And I was like, okay, mom, um, dad, um, if I'm independent, are you afraid that I gonna stay alone because I don't have friends or, you know, no one, you, because I'm independent. And, and they were like, no, because on one side, we're so proud that uh, you're not relying on someone. So we don't need to worry about that part. Um, but about uh, your, your private life, I said, yeah, but do you want me to be in an unhappy marriage? And then I have this, you know, tick on my list, um, you know, and after like 10 years, I get like divorced. Um, as, <laughs> if you see the statistic, yeah. the divorce rate is quite high because of, the expectation I said what is the thing you want me to be it's like the, and 
in the end of the day, when we had the talk and it was really an honest talk between us, he said, you know what? We want you to be happy. This is the only thing what we want as a parent. And um, I was really touched and I was like, okay, so my happiness is not, you know, to be in an unhappy relationship because of something, because of some expectation. I said, so the right person will come and I strongly believe in that. But um, I please, please uh, don't make me unhappy because of expectations, because of uh, tradition. I, I even really can, can remember a story where my aunt from China, the older sister of my mom, sent me a WeChat. And she, she was like, yeah, I saw you on WeChat and you, uh, your life have a really fulfilled life and everything and your career is so working well. And um, because of your older aunt, I need to tell you, um, you would also making your parents very happy of when you're getting yourself married <laughs> so funny really like getting yourself married and I was like huh okay so even the, the the whole pressure was not even coming from my parents also from their families or my relatives and that kind of and I was like okay that's so weird and I sent like a text message back and I was like oh thank you for you know um, um worrying about me and then I said but I think I'm a different generation and I'm also living in a different country where the world changes. Maybe if I'd grown up in China, I said I would have to think about because the whole ecosystem, the whole system is completely different. But mm -hmm. now I saw the both sides of metal <laughs> and, and the problem of if you know um, what's possible on both sides, um, yeah. you have to choose and I did a, a choice um, well a different choice and um, the only thing what I wanted to you is to respect my choice um, even if it's wrong maybe in your eyes or maybe in 10 years or 20 years I would say ah oh, maybe you should did another choice it's still my choice mm -hmm. what did she answer your aunt <laughs> she never replied <laughs> <laughs> She never replied. That's very weird. But when 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 did your parents say this that they cared about you? How old were you? What what kind of situation was this? Was oh. this when you were already working independently? Yeah, or um, was it was I think in your mid twenties. Yeah, my I, I think I was twenty six or twenty seven. Okay. So it's really really late at that time. Yeah. We had all the struggles um, in between, and. And for me, it was like really like everything what I was doing was like in a kind of excuse of not, you know, for them of not getting married. And I was like, no, it's not. I said, because I, saw, I said also to my parents, you know, I don't want to have kids because I have already two kids. And they were like, what? I said, yeah, because you both are my kids and I kind of like taking responsibility and taking care about you since I'm little. So currently, I don't want to take more responsibility um, like with own kids. So please respect uh, because I still want to have something in my life, you know, to explore the world. And this was in the beginning a really hard struggle even for my dad, even when they, they um, understand that they want my happiness, but it was so contrary to um, yeah, their word in a kind of. And um, 
So what do you need or what was uh, my choice? My choice in the end of the day was being patient with my parents and also being, um, com yeah, having compassion with them. Yeah. Because fights um, will create more gap between you, you both. And what I learned is uh, really you cannot change your parents because you know they are older, they have a different socialization as yourself. Um, but you can try, um, choose um, having a different point of view um, on them. Yeah, instead of um, understanding, seeing them of, oh, you know, putting pressure and uh, putting expectations on you, try to understand mm. them. And then on with the understanding, try um, to help them to walk into your shoes in a kind of. Yeah. And, um, and this took really long, really, yeah. really long. Yeah. It sounds like a very long and bumpy path. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, this is also, you know, I think it was like just a month ago where, um, you know, now I'm, uh, I had like um, a really good relation with my parents because now they are supporting me in everything, in every choice, what I'm doing. And she was like telling me a story and I was like really, really touched by it. Uh, she said she was visiting some Chinese friends and, and uh, their son um, from their friends were also there. And they were like, ah, okay, like talking, you know, um, as parents do. Between, um, <laughs> they were like, uh, their son was like, ah, yeah, your daughter is so in her thirties, so she's not um, any plans like to move forward with like getting married and everything. And my mom was like, you know, instead of you know, she was like uh, answering them the question, yeah, because she is like too busy um, with uh, work, yeah, and. <laughs> The opposite their friends were like oh okay she's too busy so as a woman you know maybe she, uh, she might lose their time her, her best time in a kind of working and then my mom said yeah because you know and, and then she she told them the yeah amount of salary i'm bringing home for myself like yeah but you know um with this amount of salary nothing um in the world um it's um normal to be busy and then they heard the amount of salary and they were like okay they stopped talking <laughs> oh. kind of. and my mom told me the story and i was really really proud of her that she understood and i kind of also to fight for me and also to um, understand my point of view yeah? yeah what freedom means what independency and happiness um means um and um not because of tradition and not because of expectation, uh, just to act the base, uh, best way or version uh, or being the best version of yourself makes yourself happy. And yeah. if you're happy, you know, you can give the happiness and um, share the happiness around um, the, your beloved ones. And this is like something um, my parents, after all, you know, these struggle understood and uh, we are more united than ever. Yeah, it's such a beautiful story. Actually, I also because I'm comp I have a very not uh, not saying very not similar situation, but also similar at the same time because my grandparents mm -hmm. or even my parents were always um, employees. Mm -hmm. So me starting my own company for them was the most horrible idea they could ever imagine because they also in like in your situation they didn't 
they didn't have the opportunity. They grew up in another uh, time and they didn't have all these options. They didn't grow up like me where I grew up with four different kinds of languages. Um, but for them to understand it was very difficult. And it actually how we came together was similar to your uh, situation that I also started to understand why are they thinking like this and asking them why they think like this and why they are saying these things because these the things they were saying to me um, for they for them it made a lot of sense and I understand why they asked this but for me in that moment it was just hurting me and I told them hey what you're saying is really hurting me but they, they did not understand why it was hurting me so I had to go into their head and I asked them all the time why they're doing this or why they're thinking like this and then actually in the end of the day this took let's say one and a half years which is very short compared to your version <laughs> and they understood okay Neil is gonna go his way and this is just not it's not a joke he takes it seriously and he really likes what he's doing and um, we respect this now and actually the the belief the how do you say the how do you say in, in English um, the relief I had was crazy. It was mm -hmm. so beautiful, so nice. Now they call me, tell me, how are you doing? I read this about you. I wrote there on LinkedIn. I listened to your podcast. This woman is amazing. Or oh, this person is amazing. Wow. And they're now so much more positive and like being there like for you. And yeah. and now they're even, uh, how do you say, showing showing off. I know that they're shut off, you know? They're like, yeah, my son, he's not going the, the this way. He's going another way and blah, blah, blah. Um, and he, he, will, he, will, uh, he will go his way. And I think I can really relate to that part. But of course, from the cultural part, this is completely different. But I think it's very, very nice because it shows exactly what you were saying. It's like commu communicate, right? Yeah. Um, I would like to sum up the whole conversation with, um, let's if because we have heard so many stories of yourselves. What kind of message would you give these students who are now, who maybe freshly arrived here, are in their bachelor, in their masters, finishing? What would you give these people on the way, especially concerning the part of the expectations? Because all of them come with their luggage of expectations on their back most of them, and they don't know how to take it off. I think the first question is um, understanding yourself. I think this is really, really important. Like, um, is the expectation uh, what you have really your expectation? Or is it something, um, you know, you brought with your culture, you brought uh, with your roots um, to separate it? Um, if it's, um, if you can yeah ask um, or or answer your is a question with yes uh, i know this is what i want you know um that's the best basic to move forward um also to move forward without regrets um the second message i would say always believe in yourself that you are good enough in what you are doing and um just do step by step because a lot of young people, they have so big expectations, you know, they want to cross the river by one day, but sometimes it's not a sprint or something. Um, it's a marathon. It's a long, long run. Um, so, so this is like um, the second message I want to send. And the third message, um, 
don't deny your roots um, because these are your roots, uh, especially <laughs> Chinese roots are special. Um, make them a part of your life and uh, communicate uh, with your parents because or with your surroundings. They will understand if they love you. And uh, sometimes um, it takes ages <laughs> um, yeah, to make them understand, um, to understand your view. But um, I think... Um, it's the right way to do and uh, never lo lose hope. Yeah, everything will turn out good if you follow yourself and um, if you burn for yourself, because then, um, you know, the spark will turn over and you will enlighten others. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Love it. Um, how, how if, if the people now listen to this episode and they're like, okay, Sissy is so inspiring for me. She's such a role model. How can I get in touch with you over LinkedIn? Can I put the, in the foot, footnotes of LinkedIn in or what is the best channel for you? Yes, uh, for me, LinkedIn, they can send me any messages on LinkedIn. Um, so ask me questions um, um, if they're interested. Um, and uh, yeah. Excellent. Thank you a lot.